Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a new book by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson and published by Harvest House Publishers is a resource that'll help you share your faith with Latter-day Saint friends and loved ones. Order your copy of Introducing Christianity to Mormons at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, we hope you enjoy this repeat broadcast. How is an LDS person to handle doubts their spouse may have. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. In the June 2020 edition of Ensign Magazine, there was an article titled, Answers to Seven Questions from Young Married Adults. It was an article by Dallin H. Oaks, and it was taken from a talk that he gave back in 2018 that was titled, Keeping the Faith on the Front Line. One of the questions that he raises had to do with the doubt that a Latter-day Saint person's spouse may have. How does he word the question, Eric, and how does he respond to that? And the reason I ask the question, how is it worded, is because we have no reason to believe that these are probably not questions based on real inquiries that Latter-day Saints have given to the leadership of the church. All of these questions seem like they would be valid questions that some members may have. Whether or not this is a specific question written by one individual, we don't know. But it doesn't really matter because it is, I think, a valid inquiry on the part of a a member of the church. The question is, my spouse has gone inactive due to doubts regarding church history and doctrinal issues. How should I go about researching and responding to these issues? Now, his answer to this is quite interesting, especially when we look at that first sentence. But I want you to go through his entire response to that question that you just raised. And it's only one paragraph, and it says, I suggest that research is not the answer. References to the Church's many helps to answer familiar questions, such as the Gospel Topics essays at churchofjesuschrist.org, may help one who is sincerely seeking. But the best answer to any question that threatens faith is to work to increase faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Conversion to the Lord precedes conversion to the church, and conversion to the Lord comes through prayer and study and service, furthered by loving patience on the part of the spouse and other concerned family members. Now let's dissect what he says here, because as I said earlier, his first sentence is very telling. He says, I suggest that research is not the answer. Now, that's probably not an answer that I would give, even to a Christian who claims that they are having some doubts about their Christian faith. I would most certainly suggest that research is probably the answer in any given situation. I've had this happen many times, especially young people who have come to me saying, you know, pray for me, I'm having some doubts about my faith. And one of the things that I will always try to do is get some information in their hands that might fill in something that perhaps they've missed from the Bible, because there are a lot of excellent 
Christian writers out there that deal with this topic specifically and are very good at answering some of the doubts that many Christians might have. Wouldn't you think it would be the same remedy for a member of the LDS Church? Yeah, I would think so. And, and when you say that when a Christian comes to you and has a doubt and expresses that doubt, I think the worst thing we can do is say, well, I suggest that you don't research for your answer on that. That would be the last answer I would give, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Bible very clearly says we're supposed to. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I don't think the Bible intends for us just to believe and have faith without having some substance behind that belief. In Acts chapter 17, Paul goes and visits the Bereans, and it says that the Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians because they took out their scriptures and they studied and wanted to determine if what Paul was saying was true. As a Christian, what we want to do is be able to provide reasons and evidence for why we ought to believe in the existence of God, the reliability of Scripture, and so on and so forth. So what you've just described, then, is what we have always argued for, and that is a reasonable faith. We don't ignore the hard questions. We want to tackle the hard questions. Now, is that assuming that we're going to answer every single question that life throws at us? No, probably not. But in Mormonism, they're often told to handle it by, well, just pray about it. Just pray about it. Now, some leaders have been honest enough to admit that that's not working anymore. You can't just do that any longer because there's too much information out there that needs to be addressed. And we're not afraid of addressing the information. But when Oakes says, I suggest that research is not the answer, how many Latter-day Saints are going to see that and think to themselves, wow, I really do belong to an anti-intellectual faith, and that's going to bother them because they want some answers. Now, in the next sentence, he kind of backpedals a little bit, and we do want to address that. But let's talk about how Dallin Oakes seems to be cut from the same cloth as colleagues such as Boyd K. Packer. Now, Packer has passed away, but certainly he was a living colleague of Dallin Oaks. Dallin Oaks has been around a long time. But what did Boyd K. Packer say in his book, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, on page 106, when he talks about historians telling too much history? He writes, There is a temptation for the writer or the teacher of church history to want to tell everything, whether or not it is worthy or faith-promoting. Some things that are true are not very useful. Historians seem to take great pride in publishing something new, particularly if it illustrates a weakness or mistake of a prominent historical figure. For some reason, historians and novelists seem to savor such things. If it related to a living person, it would come under the heading of gossip. History can be as misleading as gossip and much more difficult, often impossible, to verify. The writer or the teacher who has an exaggerated loyalty to the theory that everything must be told is laying a foundation for his own judgment. He should not complain if one day he himself receives as he has given. Perhaps that is what is contemplated in having one's sins preached from the housetops. That paragraph just has so many problems for me, because even though he wants to accuse people of promoting what he calls gossip, even though it's well-documented 
and should be taken into account if we're going to draw a conclusion on a given topic. But notice what he does here when he says, historians seem to take great pride in publishing something new, particularly if it illustrates a weakness or mistake of a prominent historical figure. Folks, what Boyd K. Packer just did in that sentence is he invoked what we call the logical fallacy of ad hominem. In other words, you are to assume, according to this kind of guidance that Packer is giving, that any historian who talks about something uncomfortable regarding their own history, and in this case, the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is doing it because they're exercising this evil pride in order to illustrate, as he says, a weakness or mistake of a prominent historical figure. Folks, that's not the way it always is. Many times historians are really trying to just report on history. It's not really their fault if the history they're reporting makes Mormonism look bad. That's just the way it is. And we have history there for us in order to make a sound decision as to what we do with this history. Packer goes on to say something else on page 110 of the same book that we need to take into account. In the church, we are not neutral. We are one-sided. There is a war going on, and we are engaged in it. It is a war between good and evil, and we are belligerents defending the good. We are therefore obliged to give preference to and protect all that is represented in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we have made covenants to do it. Wow. Think of the importance of that statement. Here, he is actually excusing the reality that the church is going to protect itself by guarding the rest of its adherents from information that could cause them to see there's something wrong with that same church. When he says we are one-sided, is that really how historians are supposed to be. I mean, a good historian, a good historian is going to take the information as it is and report on the information, hopefully giving the reader a proper context for what he's reporting on so that the reader will more uniformly understand why something was said or why something was done. They need to be truthful in those areas. So when Packer actually defends this notion that the church, when it comes to this information, is not neutral, he admits it is one-sided, and he invokes privilege on this because, as he sees it, there is a war going on, and we are engaged in it. And it is the war between good and evil And we are belligerents defending the good. Well, of course, he's going to think he's on the side of good. Most people don't telegraph that they are trying to defend something that's evil and bad. But he has to believe that what he is engaged in, and that is the promotion of teachings and history in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is going to be something that is virtuous, even though he admits it may be one-sided. In the previous quote that we had read from Packer, when he said there is a temptation for the writer or teacher of church history to want to tell everything whether or not it is worthy or faith-promoting, what Packer seems to want is only producing the things that are 
worthy in the sense that they are faith-promoting. And if it's not faith-promoting, if it's going to lead people astray, then it seems like he would say, we should not get into that. And I'll give you one example. Until probably around 2013 or so, I have had conversations with Latter-day Saints who insisted that Joseph Smith did not have multiple wives, 30 to 40 wives. That came out in the Gospel Topics essay, where the essay admitted that he had 30 to 40 wives. But I'm telling you, I had at least a dozen or more conversations over the years where Latter-day Saints would say, no, that's not true. He was married to Emma, and that's a complete anti-Mormon lie. Well, why didn't the church come out with that earlier? Well, I think because they didn't have to until the Internet told too much. I remember when you and I were visiting Temple Square and got into a conversation with two sister missionaries over that very issue. Remember that one sister missionary who insisted that Joseph Smith only had one wife, and that was Emma. I kindly explained to her all she needed to do was go across the plaza to their own computers in the Joseph Smith Memorial Building, and she could look up a number of these plural wives on church computers. She didn't seem to be very interested in doing that, but at least she did hear another side of the story. Tomorrow we're going to continue looking at this question that Dallin Oaks raises in this article titled, Answers to Seven Questions from Young Married Adults. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.